Welcome to the Be Your Own Muse podcast. I'm your host, Katie Skinner. Through listening to my voice, you will begin to feel more in touch with your voice. You'll feel more empowered, inspired, and uplifted to feel more you. Because I believe that more you is a good thing in this world. All the tools, tips, tricks, stories, and exciting conversations you ever wanted to have around empowering yourself and diving deep into the world of psychology, spirituality, creativity, and beauty starts now. Hey Muses, Katie here. I'm back and I've got a brand new sound system, a brand new city, a brand new vibe. I feel like a brand new girl and I'm speaking from the heart over here. So thank you so much for being here. I know it's been a while. Um, I didn't put out any episodes, I think since fall of 2019. Um, So much has happened since then. Honestly, I just kept trying to pick up the mic. I kept taking notes and it was just, I was having a really, really hard time connecting what was going on in my mind and my heart and my body and in the outside world to my voice. I just felt like my vocal cords shut down for a few months there. And while I was having an okay time texting everything or writing it down, I just felt like there was this disconnect from my voice. Maybe some of you can relate, but that really comes back to the whole essence of the podcast is like connecting to your voice, connecting what's going on in your brain, what's going on in your heart, What's going on in your belly? You know, where you get those butterflies, where you get those gut feelings, those intuitive hits. What's going on in the world around us? Okay, a lot is going on in the world around us, right? And a lot of people are reacting. A lot of people are saying a lot of things and um, things are changing, right? Like matter is moving outside in our lives. Like you look out and the world is just so different. And what I'm here for is to help myself and to help you, dear listener, who has taken the time out of their day to sit down and listen to this. And I so, so appreciate you um, to find out what that means and practicing your voice. Um, I'm adding a lot more structure to these podcasts. So that's what's different. I'm adding a lot more structure. I'm going to have a little bit of homework for those who are interested to take this this concept to a whole new level. Um, I just also want to give a quick shout out to everybody who sent me a message asking me where the podcast was, mentioning that they missed me, um, asking me for my stories, saying, oh, you should record a podcast about this every time I put something on my Instagram stories or anything like that. And I just so, so, so appreciate it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. These past few months have been incredibly dark for me. Of course, again, they've been dark for everybody, right? Like I'm not, I've just been in a very dark place emotionally. And the way that I can tell that is what thoughts are present. When you feel like your ego, the part of your mind that tries to keep you safe, that tries to keep you fitting in, that is way more concerned with what other people are thinking than yourself, what my ego started to take over. It was really, really hard for me to figure out how I felt about things at the end of the day um, or what I felt like was best for me um, through all of the craziness. Especially, I think social media is just like giving sugar to your ego. It really like keeps you gobbling in that good stuff that your ego loves, which is like, what is everyone else doing? And how does everybody else feel about this? And I just can't get enough of what everyone else is thinking. Um, Even if you are active on social media and you do post a lot and you are expressive on social media, it just, like I said, it's like giving sugar 
to your ego and it really can just kill that part of you that knows what's best for yourself. And I think it does a lot of damage to our voice. Um, yes, you can get on your high horse or your not your high horse, your pedestal. You can get on your soapbox and say anything on social media, right? And people can listen to you. They can agree with you. They can disagree with you. However, that being said, I think um, in cases like mine, it can just be way too much and it can shut down that inner voice, that intuition, that higher self, that still small voice, that, that, part of us that knows right from wrong intuitively, because I think that we're born knowing um, between right and wrong. Anyway, I'm really getting on a tangent here. I just kind of wanted to say a little bit about where I've been. Um, honestly, where I've been is I've been a little sad lately. Um, I've moved, as some of you might already know, I moved across the country from Washington, D.C. to Las Vegas. Um, a part of the reason why I did that can be um, explained in my other episode. Ooh, I don't remember which one it was. Um, it was the one where I talked about my throat chakra problems, I think is what it was. Oh, no, no, no. It was the one where I talked about my energy levels. Like, are your energy levels not what they used to be? Um, I really, really took a hit <laughs> on that one. Um, I talked a little bit about how living in a city can can... Uh, drain you just a little bit in ways that you might not even realize kind of like how having electronics around you can just make you feel a little bit drained um living in a city is like that times a billion um and a part of that was a part of the reason why i moved out i'm gonna save the whole story for another time really if you're interested in hearing more just let me know i can be sure to include all the details in a podcast episode um so i've added more structure to this podcast as a reward as a thank you for everybody who's come back also it just makes me feel better knowing that i'm not just sitting here and shooting the breeze although there will be plenty of that uh, at the end of the day i'm making this podcast for me and for my healing um and the hope is that you, someone else benefits for it right so i'm going to talk about what i want to talk about it i'm going to structure things that i want to structure this is not going to be your big bro super huge business flashy podcast right i try to spend minimal time editing this and that's not because um, I want to put out a shitty podcast. It's because I want this to be real. I really want to simulate this like a friend conversation. Um, sometimes I think about sitting across from you at brunch, um, or we are, um, bringing our laptops together to a coffee shop and we get lost in a deep, deep conversation and we put our work aside because the conversation is just too interesting. And we talk about anything and everything until the barista tells us to leave because it's time to close. That's what I'm really simulating here with this podcast. Um, that's the feeling that I want. Um, I don't want like just a super big, uh, super sponsored podcast, right? Like to be fully transparent at this point, I don't have any sponsors. It's just me. I don't have anybody working for this with me. Um, although I have met other people who've had teams behind their podcasts. Um, they've had copywriters. Um, they've had people who editing them. Just, you know, a lot of work can go into a podcast and I really respect that. But I just want to let you guys know that that's not the intention of this podcast. I really want to give you um, gritty, raw, just beautiful conversation with a friend, right? Um, Maybe something to keep you company when you're on your road trips, um, something to keep you company while you're doing your dishes, um, just something like that. Like, you know, something you hit play on when you're walking your dog. Um, I have found many comforts <laughs> in podcasts like that um, when I was feeling a little bit alone or when I felt like I had nobody to talk to about certain things. Um, so there's gonna be a lot of, of um, subjects that are crossed in this podcast. Um, a lot of them are gonna stem from my fascinations on the topics of beauty, spirituality, 
psychology and creativity. And those might seem very broad. In fact, when I was um, drafting up this podcast, I felt a little bit like, uh, oh, that's too broad, right? Like that's just too much. Um, But really that's it. Like that really nails it. That's what I really want to talk about. And in my mind and in my heart and in like my eyes, those all come together really, really nicely. Um, And I really, really appreciate it. I'm so grateful for this space. I'm in this um, study room here in Las Vegas. When I was in DC, I was literally sitting on the floor of a tiny apartment um, recording these podcasts on a $10 Amazon uh, microphone. I literally bought the cheapest microphone. Um, As hopefully you might have noticed now, the sound quality is so much better. I have one of those like pop things. Um, I hear what they're called. Um, They just like catch the the pop sounds from microphones. Um, I have this room, I'm sitting looking at the window, looking at the beautiful sunset. And I really feel like I'm right there with you. Like I said, we're at the coffee shop and um, they're getting ready to close, but our conversation just got so much more interesting. So I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I really want to spend this episode talking about something that interested me while simultaneously catching you guys up on where I've been, what's been going on. Thank you so much for your letters. It really makes me feel loved. I had a really hard time. I was just in a really dark place for the past couple months. Um, and I moved to Las Vegas to set for sunnier, sunnier days. And I think that I've, I've found that it's a work in progress. I think just like, um, physical injury. Um, I think emotional injury is, is something that you need to nurse and take care of. So like I said, back to color psychology. So color psychology by that, what I mean is thinking about color, right? Like the rainbow, right? What colors do you see? What do you associate with each color? And really to start a discussion, because I did a lot of research on this. I took a lot of notes and you might find that some of these theories and some of these um, associations with colors contradict each other. Um, I'm sure that something that a psychologist would say who studies this and runs experiments on it is something very different than from what a holistic expert, like a, a feng shui expert would say. Or um, if you ask somebody why they picked a color for their room or why they picked a color for their business, right? Like for your marketing, um, they'd be very, very different. And I think that's what's so fascinating. So the point of this podcast is to really uh, start that discussion Uh, My intention is really to help you connect with the world around you by being more considerate of color, uh, noticing it, how you connect with it spiritually and psychologically. For example, I've anecdotally heard people say that they associate the color red with relaxation. Um, I literally, I can't even remember who it was, but I heard somebody say that the color red, which is associated to kind of get a little bit ahead of myself, is really associated with um, stop, right? Like the stop sign, stop. Um, I've heard of people saying that they think of the color red in order to, to get them out of a, a mind spiral. So you're thinking something anxious, anxious thoughts, right? And then um, a tip that a therapist gave them was to think of the color red, like stop. <laughs> um, also the color red has been used in marketing and in like science as uh, a color to promote the thinking of stimulation. Um, so a lot of, like Red Bull, for example, just a tiny little example, Red Bull stimulates. Um, anytime that there is a, um, medicine being created, they want to put red stripes on it, red bottle. I can't think of more examples. I should have thought more of more examples for red, but you get what I'm saying here. Like red is the color of simulated with, um, stimulation. Um, uh, if you go to, uh, we'll get more into like sales and stuff later, like the, the signs for shopping, but like, uh, the signs for sales. It's like, act now there's a sale, you know, 60% off, <laughs> get in there. It's red. Um, I also thinking about signs in, um, amusement parks, like stand here. Like I can't think of more. I should have come more. Anyway, 
that that's one thing. Um, so take a minute and think about what colors are most present in your belongings. Literally, depending on where you're at right now, you can look around if you're like around your things, if you're in your car or whatnot. Take a minute and think about what colors are most present in your belongings. Um, what do you own? Sometimes I look around in my room or I look at the, the um, desktop on my computer or I look at the apps on my phone or I look at um, my pictures on Facebook. Anytime that there's like a collection of you-ness, you might notice that there's just rep- repetitive colors. A really good place to start here is on your desk, um, your purse, or a big one is your Instagram feed right? Because I think Instagram feed is like a lot of pictures and it's a lot of curation. Um, so just happen to notice what colors do you see a lot, even if they're subtle. Like if you live in, um, you live somewhere where it's grassy and foresty, that's not me here in Vegas. Uh, but, or if you live somewhere like Vegas or Arizona or California, there might be a lot of more beachy colors, a lot more. Um, there's no beaches here in Las Vegas. Uh, what am I saying? Like desert colors. Um, that says something about you. Like if you curate your Instagram feed to have a lot of of naturey colors, that says something about you. Um, if you feel like a lot of the pictures you take, there's a plant in there that says something about you. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Um, but first take a minute, think about what colors are most present in your belongings. And it doesn't have to be different. It doesn't, sorry, it, it can be different. It never has to be the same. So for example, um, my Instagram, I feel like there's a lot of pink um, and yellow. And in my room, there's a lot of orange and green. Um, I also share my bedroom with Evan, so there's that. But that being said, you know, just something to think about. Um, Do you think about aesthetics and colors when you are meeting somebody new? So for example, do you feel, hmm, do you feel like you notice the color of their shoes, the color of their makeup, the color of your shirt? Really start to think about that because that might not have been something that you think about. And here I'm talking about intentional colors. I'm talking about nail colors. I'm talking about shirt colors, things that you can control um, in a person and what they're wearing. I think you've probably heard before when you're preparing for a job interview, you're probably hearing about how uh, the color of the shirt you're wearing really um, sets the tone for what you're wearing. Wear muted colors, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there's a color, there's like a psychology branding theory for things. There's like that kind of angle. And then there's like the feng shui. And I did a lot of research and you really can't get super deep into color psychology with, I think without going to school or without buying a book and reading it. Um, I honestly, to be transparent, I have not read any books about color psychology. I'm just very interested in the subject. Um, also my experience as a business owner, um, and working for other people with businesses, you think a lot about colors. People spend a long time thinking about branding and balancing out their, their feed and their Instagram and their website and how much is one color. And some people really like certain colors. So I'm not an expert here, um, but I have noticed that there's like a psychology branding. It's like, how does somebody, how does something make, sorry, what associations does somebody have with that color versus how does that color make them feel, right? So I feel like that's a little bit more like when you're out in the world and you see a color instantly, what comes to mind, like right now, what do you think about when you see that color? For example, pink, what do you first think about? Barbie, boom. Um, However, in like a feng shui perspective, you really might think about love and romance and partnership, you know what I'm saying? Um, Red, you might think of a stop sign, like I've mentioned before, but 
in feng shui, red is more of a stimulator. It's more like, okay, I'm energized. I'm ready to go. So like I said, that kind of contradicts with the stop sign thing, right? Um, so even if you are pretty familiar with um, color theory, I'm going to try to express this so that you can get something a little bit different. Um, so first I'd like to mention the colors that I've chosen for myself. Um, and then I'll go a little bit into the, each individual color. Um, again, I will notice that if you cross-reference research this around, I think one of my major sources was uh, pick Pinterest, uh, Google, um, personal experience. Um, I also used a course that I purchased um, last year uh, called Bucket List Bombshells that taught people how to start their own businesses remotely. Uh, you might be familiar, but they had a little section on branding and color branding. So those are my references currently and my own personal experience. I'm kind of alchemizing these, these little research things into my own personal experience. So the colors that I chose are very similar to each other. I've, I've had multiple businesses um, and I've helped lots of people with their businesses. Um, so in my business, Namaste Creative, if you're familiar, uh, I'm a copywriter and a virtual assistant for spiritual entrepreneurs. Um, that branding is a lot of pink and purple. Also just like in my life in general, if I look around at my own personal things, the things that I own, pink and purple. Um, so pink is associated with, in my mind, expression. It's associated with taking up space. It's a pretty loud color. It's pretty piercing. It's like, it's hard to notice, hard to not notice. You know what I mean? Um, it's also associated with femininity, uh, and innocence. Um, that's what I gathered on my research. Um, also with, you know, it also said, uh, friendships. So I know I was just talking about love, romance, and partnership, but also friendships are associated with pink. It's a less romantic color than red. Um, so pink, I, have always loved that color. I've never wavered in my love for it. I just love that it is so expressive. Um, I also love the, the the fact that it's like the color of your lips and your cheeks um, when you're blushing um, or like, you know, every, every, I think every skin color can get like a flush of pink to them because that's like the color of your blood. And when the blood rushes to the surface of your skin, it creates this blushy color. Um, I just love that. I think that's a really cute detail. Um, and the other color that I have a lot is purple. So purple is associated with spirituality, adventure, and prosperity. Uh, also regalness, royalness, royalty, authority, um, trust. And that's also another really important um, thing for me in my business is the concept of spirituality. Because no matter what I do, I'm going to element some, infuse some elements of spirituality in there. Um, authority because I want to feel more like an authority when I speak. I think one thing that's held me back and, and I think a lot of my listeners too, is feeling like you're not an authority on what you're saying. You're feeling on You're feeling, um, impostery. And so just the color purple. When I see the color purple, like I think of a cape, like a Royal cape that's lined with fur, um, and a crown. Like that's what color purple makes me think of. Um, so having purple in my branding, I, I hope would, would have somebody else associate uh, authority as well. Um, the desire of fe having that feeling more. Um, honestly, a lot of the idea behind color psychology is that when somebody looks at a color, a part of their brain lights up. I don't even know if this is true, but the, th the theory subconsciously, maybe, or consciously, a part of their brain lights up and they start to think more thoughts. That's what they say. If you want to feel more at peace, go out in nature, see lots of greens and blues and browns, because these are colors associated with peace and groundedness. Um, and 
really the whole idea is that you seeing these colors associate something more. So the reason that businesses pick colors for their branding is because they want you to associate those emotions with their business. Also, if you are attracted to the ideas of these colors, if you're attracted to the idea of self-expression, of authority, of sovereignty, of, what was I saying? What was I saying? You know, innocence and whatnot. Um, you will be attracted to these business colors because you'll you'll want to be in that color more. You'll want to be around those colors that make you feel a certain way. I mean, look at the color that you chose for your phone case or your water bottle or your your whatever. Like, <laughs> why did you choose to have that color more in your life? Because you like what it represents. So I want, in this case, um, people to feel safe, to be themselves and to express themselves. So um, I notice that I gravitate towards pink more when I'm at a point in my life when I want to be heard. Um, because I think it's like, it's, like I said, it's girl bossy. It's like, it takes up space. Um, purple also when I feel comfortable with who I am and I have a sense of sovereignty and curiosity in my life. So typically you'll see that balance of pink and purple in my, my branding in my life. Um, I've even considered like, well, those are really girly Barbie colors. What if somebody thinks that you're too teeny boppery? Well, whatever. I don't care. I've put a lot of thought (laughs) into, um, my colors for my branding and my life. And, um, I mean, I remember when I was planning my wedding, our wedding colors. Oh my God. We had so many, I think we had eight or six. I don't remember. Um, but I remember, um, I had this discussion with my mother-in-law and my maid of honor and they're like, are you sure you just want this many colors? And I was like, yes, every single one of them is important. Um, I didn't just throw them around willy nilly. I want a rainbow because every color is important. Um, so gray, that's another color that I pick a lot. I love the color gray. I find, I have found it personally and upon my research, it to be intellectual inviting color. It is neither black nor white and it resets the mind. So if you've noticed, uh, gray tends to be used a lot in intellectual spaces. I'm thinking about computers. I'm thinking about keyboards. I mean, my keyboard literally right now is black, but, (laughs) um, I think about marble. I think what's so aesthetically pleasing about marble is that it simulates gray a little bit. I remember I had a boss once. I used to work at a bar and my boss loved marble. He was obsessed with marble. He wanted marble everything. He said, he said if he could afford it, he would have marble everything. Um, He said he looked at it and it just made him feel calm. And honestly, like I'm sure you've seen how popular marble is. Like it's just it's a thick stone. Like it's smooth. It's, it's got some style. It's, it's like, I love it. I don't know. So gray is associated also with, um, neutrality, you know, a little boring. Um, I find that to be the case if that's the only color you choose, right? It's like, come on, pick a side, pick a color. (laughs) Um, however, one thing that I love to explore and we are going to explore together on this podcast is, um, the gray area of a lot of things. Um, and I'll be a little bit more specific on what I mean by that. Um, so don't get ahead of yourself. Don't put words in my mouth when I say this, please. But I do believe in giving a voice to the people in the gray area. Um, because I think if you go anywhere, you will hear people speaking in black or white. Um, and gray to me means a little bit like you're, you understand that it's a spectrum. Everything's a spectrum. Um, and with the color gray, I invite you to explore and to think a little bit deeper about, about everything. Um, and like I said, it resets the mind. It's like, 
oh, I was seeing black and white all day, but now all of a sudden I can see gray. Green also, that's another color I choose. Again, there's four colors here so far. I can't pick just one or two like some people can, sorry. Uh, green is another one. If you look at my branding for um, Be Your Own Use podcast on Instagram, I try as much as possible to include just a little bit of green here and there. Not Nothing overwhelming, but a little bit. Um, green, I firmly believe in always being connected in nature. Everywhere you look, I want to see a little bit of green. I want a little plant over there, or I want a painting of a tree or just something that makes me think of nature in every little corner that I go, because really it, it should be everywhere. Um, I always want a little bit of green in my life and people who like having plants in their house, I want them to feel comfortable with my branding and safe within this, these walls. There's no walls here. We're wallless, but that's the word that I used. Um, safe within where we are, this conversation. Um, so if you're a plant person, I'm your friend. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the part where I talk about all the colors. Not all of them, because there's like a billion. Um, but the main ones um, and their associations based off of my research. Um, of course, I've already mentioned some of them. But remember, there's always two angles. So... Instant reaction versus deeper contemplation on the color. And I think only you can really consider that. Uh, and then actually, before I get into it, there's another theory that the colors that you hate, the colors that you don't like, let's say you have an aversion to any of these colors, like blah, I just hate yellow or orange, or I really hate pink. I hate green, whatever. There's a theory that it's because you are avoiding the thought that it gives you. So, you know, how I mentioned earlier that some people like the thoughts that pink, black, blue, whatever, give them. The theory, and I've heard this presented in the theory of the chakras, um, you know how the, the um, seven energy um, channel intersections in your body, um, I'm pretty sure that the majority of you know what that is. If you don't, I cannot get into it in this podcast. That's a podcast for another day. But every chakra is associated with a body part and a color. And the theory is that the colors that you do not like looking at are a indicator of the chakras that need balancing. So hopefully that makes sense. So think about this as you listen to these like, oh yeah, I really like that color and I really resonate with that value or that attribute, or I do not like that color. I... I have had too much of that in my life. I, or I need more of it. I'm avoiding it, right? Um, sometimes we don't like things because we already feel like we get a little bit too much of them. And sometimes we don't like things because we are avoiding them. So on to, on to the color choices and the psychology and meaning of color. We'll start with green. The emotions associated with green are fresh. Okay, that's not an emotion. Or maybe it is. Calming organic, loyal, gentle, gentle, bleh, aware, earthy, secure, restful. Um, it is also associated with growth and new beginnings, as well as healing and freshness. Blue. And by the way, when I say the color, I mean all shades, all shades of blue, all shades of green. Tranquility, peace, calm, order, harmonious, reliable, serene. Youth, new beginnings, and inspires confidence. Purple. Rich, vibrant, royal, artistic, eccentric, unique, 
spiritual, adventurous, and prosperous, like I said earlier. Yellow slash gold. Associated with sunniness, cheerful, joyous, happy, excited, inspired, creative. Symbolizes power, stimulates wealth, patience, and wisdom. Uh, like I said earlier about uh, cheapness. Um, actually, I don't think I mentioned that yet. I'll say it now. Um, in my research, I found that yellow was used as the color to um, have people think of bargains and low prices. So labels of discounts um, to get people to, to hurry up and spend money. Um, yellow and red were the big colors. Red was like, act now, right? Uh, very in conflict, confliction with the stop sign uh, thought. It's a stimulant. It's like, go, 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 act. Yellow is also like associated with cheapness and bargains. So there's so many different theories here, right? I can't get into all of them, but it's interesting that this one said power, health, patience, wisdom, but also cheapness. Um, orange, freshness, calming, organic, loyal, gentle, aware, earthy, secure, restful uplifting color that promotes happiness. And if you think about like skincare, for example, um, my dog's barking, that's fine. Uh, if you think about skincare, I've, I've also considered these when uh, shopping for like quote unquote girly products, skincare products, bath products. Um, orange is very, uh, they use words and they're like uplifting, invigorating, whereas um, blue, purple, green, it's like cooling, revitalizing. Um, but orange, it tends to be more brighter. It tends to be more like uplifting um, and aromatherapy, I'm sure, if you're familiar. Um, red, dramatic, energetic, optimistic, and dangerous, <laughs> brave, determined. But also, again, like I said, acts as a stimulator. So interesting. Um, pink, feminine, affectionate, caring, soft, gentle, compassionate. Represents love, romance, and affection. I think I already said affection. Partnership. <laughs> uh, again, also people associate that with um, Barbie, girliness. I think that's more on like the marketing side. Uh, I think what I've mostly been reading so far has been like feng shui, psychology. Um, but there's also more marketing. It's like if you use pink, you're associated with Barbie and femininity. Gray. Freshness calming, organic, loyal, gentle, aware, earthy, restful, secure. Invites helpfulness and represents a harmonious union of black and white. So that's what I was just saying earlier. Black, powerful, sophisticated, artistic, mysterious, sensitive, meticulous. Also contemplative color that encourages reflection and mystery. Brown, stable, reliable, connected, earthy, organic, natural offer stability and security, right? Like I was saying, these grounded colors. Um, I think the colors that are brighter, so to speak, um, more inorganic. I don't think there's such thing as an inorganic color because you can find any color in nature, but they're a little bit more exciting, a little bit more stimulating. But um, if you move cooler, closer to the earth, so to, so to speak, you'll see a lot more like organic, natural, reliable, right? Like that word came up more than once. Um, I think that's just very interesting. The, the term reliable in brown um it's that's just fascinating that's that's like my favorite one so far white pure innocent gold clean sterile peaceful cultivates clarity precision and communication i think that's 
fascinating because it's like choosing these colors and having these associations. I don't know. So just take a minute and think about that. Like really think about what words stood out to you. I'm sure that you didn't like memorize everything that I just said, but really think about what colors stood out to you. What colors do you have a lot presently in your life? Um, maybe you own a business or maybe you're thinking at redecorating, give a little bit of credit to the colors that come to your soul, that come to your mind. Um, is there any colors that you really hate? Uh, is there any color that you really like? Take a little bit of notice to what colors stood out to your mind when I was reading. Um, so if you really want to take this a little bit deeper, do the same assignment that I did before, before this episode, write down every color you see on your Instagram feed more than five times in the last six posts or so, or you can do your, um, your car or your, this might be really obvious to you. You might be like, duh, I love pink. Everything I own is pink. And, um, I gravitate towards these colors. Like when you go and get your nails done, like what color spectrum do you typically gravitates towards? And what do you feel that that means about you? Like, I love excitement. I crave groundedness, you know? Um, I literally had, um, I think, a, a, a Reiki healer in my life saying once, like, um, try to incorporate the color red into your life a little bit more because red and the chakra systems is associated with groundedness, the root chakra, which is fascinating because in other theories I've associated with stimulant. Um, so, I mean, you really have to do your own internal research on this because if you go to the webs, the web, the webs, you'll find all sorts of different sorts of things. Um, so write down what you resonate with that color and ask yourself why. I mean, this is like really doing the work. Um, this is really just using something so fun and innocent like colors and really using it as a tool to think deeper about yourself. Um, and honestly, the power of writing something down, you might learn something that you didn't know about yourself. Um, ask yourself why. Why do you like that color? I like it because it's a neutral and everything in my life is very colorful and unexpected. And I just love getting my nails done brown or black or like a nude color because it's it's neutral. It makes me feel like I'm pulled together. Or um, I heard somebody once say that they like to have their nails a fun color because everything in their life seemed to be pretty consistent and grounded and like every day always ran the same. But my nails, I like to have them funny colors. Um, why does this mean something about me? So like, what can you take away from yourself from this color? Um, so you can really brainstorm uh, all these millions of words I just read, like feminine and fresh and sunny and joyous and eccentric and calming, organic, connected, earthy. Like, what do those words mean about you? And what words kept coming up? And what words kept coming up in the ones you didn't like, you know? Um, so you can also do this for a friend too. If, if, if you feel like it's a little bit too challenging on yourself, because I, I find that I have a hard time doing exercises about myself. I might do it for another person just to kind of, um, practice, right. Um, and to kind of disconnect because it can feel really, really personal. Right. I don't know if you feel this way. Anyway, <laughs> the point is you can try it on a friend, um, go to their house and kind of notice what color is their furniture, what color is the art in their walls. Um, what, like when given the opportunity to pick the color for something, like I said, your phone case or your water bottle, my water bottle is purple, for example. Um, another one I like to think about is their face mask, right? If people are wearing masks, um, sometimes their face mask, sometimes it's just like a neutral one, like a neutral color or like a, like a medical one. Um, but sometimes the face masks, they pick a color. And so I'm like, Oh, something you have to wear every day. What color is it? Um, go to their Instagram feed and do that same activity. Think about um, 
what color on their feed pops up more than five times in the last six posts or so. Um, and you could do more if you feel like their posts aren't super colorful. Um, but still, that, that says something. I mean, any color is a color. Um, so honestly, I, that's all I got. I made this episode a little bit longer than I wanted to, but I really wanted to pack it in with value. Hopefully you took something from that. Um, thank you so much for listening. This has been my homecoming episode, right? I feel like I've come back from a little break. Um, and I got more, I really got more coming. Um, I like to end every episode with a quote, um, a quote that kind of speaks to what I'm going through. Um, something that I want to put out into the world after doing research, um, a quote that really sticks out to me. Uh, it may or may not have anything to do with the episode, but here it is. Um, I found this one on a Pinterest board. <laughs> it was like handwritten on a piece of paper. There was no name. It wasn't from a book. I don't really know. So I have no one to credit this to right now. If you are not speaking it, you are storing it. And that is heavy. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. Have a great day. Mwah!